So I hope you'll forgive me this morning as I shuffle papers around because as I say, I had to move my place. I was all set before. You know how that is in life where you're all set and then something happens, just turns you right upside down. I feel I'm among people, dear friends who can understand that. And I guess it's perfect way to begin to remember that we can ask for help. In Tigan Dan Layton's book, he talks about Jizo being the energy of what is completely available. Available to respond to everyone. To come forward. Nothing extra, nothing in the way. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Just to be able to respond like that. No trace of, I did this, I did that. Open heart. Beautiful, generous, open heart. So who that reminds me of is Wendy Johnson. <laughs> so I'm wondering, Wendy, would you like to say anything to greet us this morning? Let me put you quickly. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. You know, I was, um, I went out into our, this early morning, um, I went out and got these jewels. I, went, I wish I could show them to you, but anyway, they're little jewels in, in order of, um, well, I can't, I can't show you, but anyway, they're beautiful. They're little glass jewels. Um, thinking about the capacity to answer a wish before it's made, you know, and, and really feeling, um, thinking about the figure in the Gringold Sendo with, uh, jewel in hand, the Sintamani jewel. Um, and, uh, that capacity to, answer a prayer before it's made or answer a request before it's even uh, voiced. So um, that's what's here for me this morning. It's very frosty outside and this. Here's a nice little jewel, like a blue marble um, and a pink marble. These are all just shining jewels that the Jizo, we, we put different ones in Jizo's hand. Um, the, and at, at Green Gulch, the figure, the Jizo figure, it's carrying a jewel that's burning. So there's a flame coming out of the jewel to, to reach. So the light of the jewel can reach in the 10 directions, that light of the energy of what's completely available to come forward. So, thank you for mentioning that. First off, John, and good morning, everyone. So, thank you. Onward. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I also was finding new things. I found a little jewel for my... Oh. <laughs> And I thought I could put him sort of in, in this, this cube. Oh. I think this was, is, is a jewel bag. So, oh. yes, and I can put him in my pocket. Oh. So there's that Jizo. And then here's my regular Jizo, you know, who's at the door. Uh, he moves from the garden to the door, depending on the season. I don't like him to be out there too cold in the garden. So. <laughs> 
Anyway, so some of you, as you can see by the notice that I sent out last night with Bing's wonderful Jizo, uh, that some of us are doing uh, artwork. Some of us are dressing up our Jizos. Um, Audrey has another beautiful Jizo that um, is on her uh, her Zoom signature. Can you put it on for a sec? Let's see. Audrey. Uh, can I spotlight you? I can pin you for a second. There we go. There's Audrey. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And maybe maybe there are others. Um, is anybody else before I start to talk again? Oh, look, there's Wendy. Yes, Wendy has another. A little, this, um, this Jizo is uh, characteristically pouring water. It's kind of a combination of Quan Yin and, um, and Jizo just pouring water on the ground. So I'm keeping it right near Layla's picture pouring water on the fire of existence. So, and I realize this Jizo needs a hat too. I got to get working here. It's, it's cold this morning. Maybe a, here's the perfect hat because you've got to improvise in the present moment. So a pedal hat is really good. <laughs> pedal hat. A yeah, pedal hat. Pedal hat. Mm -hmm. oh, good. Okay. So I'm going to now take that. Uh, I'm going to uh, take the spotlight off of you. Hold on. Remove spotlight. Okay. I was at Mary, do I see you holding up one? Yes. You've got a anything about this, Cutie? Years of Jesus. <laughs> Years. Years. What does that mean? Tell us more, a little more. Oh my goodness. Um, different times sewing with Yvonne Wren and um, supporting passages of five dear friends and dreams of children that got miscarried. Yeah. Jesus been in my life for about 30, 35 years. So mm. many Jesus. Hold them all up just for a second more, will you? Beautiful. Mm. Beautiful figure. Yeah. Here's the ring staff. Yeah. Can you focus on the ring staff? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And give us a side view. See, so there are six rings there. Jean, I'm sure we'll talk about that. Yeah. see. Beautiful. And this is one of my favorites. I got out at Green Gulch. Can you show us the back? <laughs> it used to be in the early days with, uh, with Yvonne um, when a wonderful friend was making these Jizos, and this is a finger one, so you can, um, he had four characters on the back that said, bad luck, go away in Japanese. So for, for the earliest ones had that, had that prayer, bad luck, go away. Jizos' prayer to children. Bad luck, go away. I love it. I love it. Bad luck, go away. Okay. So, 
Let's see if I can now find Mary again. On spotlight, you, Mary. You don't have to feel like everybody's looking at you. Is that okay? Did I take it off? Yeah, did I? Is Mary still spotlit? No. Okay. Well, so what we know is that Jesus can transform into many forms, uh, into many beings, and can travel to the six realms with us, uh, the many different hell realms, um, liberating us, uh, liberating our loved ones by venerating Jizo. I wanted to say that, you know, making a Jizo is not for everyone. I realize that. Um, what we can do, though, is to bring something to our Jizo practice of someone who we love and who perhaps we have lost. I'm going to ask everybody to mute themselves. Um, so, for example, I have a, a green cashmere sweater, celery green cashmere sweater that hangs in the guest room closet in my room, in my house. It is the only thing I have left of my mother's. It, it's a color that I just couldn't stand. Everything in our house was that color, celery green. But it reminds me so much of her. It's something that I will treasure and also bring to my Jesus ceremony as a remembrance of my mother. Maybe there's something you have like that. And I'm thinking aloud right now that I also have a little silver cigarette case that was my father's. And it has engraved on the lid, Winged Foot Golf Club. Now, my father never played golf, but I think I must have found that and thought, Winged Foot, that sounds kind of spiritual to me, and I'm going to take it out of his stuff. He had very little when he died. So I have that, and somehow the winged foot reminds me of how my father liked to dance. And I'll bring that to the Jesus ceremony. So that also kind of brings me back to grief, which is a lot of what we're also feeling these days and is a role that Jesus can play in terms of helping us with grief. I was reminded this week of that wonderful talk that John Sutherland gave years ago. I'm going to read an excerpt from it. Grief. Grief is a Buddha. 
not something to learn lessons from, but just the way it is sometimes. Yes, grief. Just the way it is sometimes. Yesterday, Wendy and I had a wonderful afternoon talk a lot about grief, about what we have encountered, what we feel we can let go of during this time. But we need help. We need Jesus' help. We need each other's help. We need the Sangha's help. Grief, Joan Sutherland said, is a season in the world. A season of the heart-mind. It's a Buddha. Grief. Anger. Peace. All Buddha. And in the koans that we study, we're meant to become intimate with all the Buddhas, all the Bodhisattvas. To climb right into them. And them into us. Turning to them for warmth. Making love with them. Killing them. Finding one sitting right in the center of our house, our garden. We're meant to find out what's our part in that season of the heart-mind. Who are we in this season of grief in the world? Who are we made holy by grief? Some of the stories that Jan Chosen Bays tells in the very back of the book, in the appendix, really touched me as I thought about these feelings of Jizo transforming, but also who we are as Jizo transforming. Here's one. Once there was a poor elderly couple who lived a simple and contented life by making traditional straw hats. During a particularly bitter winter, they found that they had no more rice or not any other kind of food either just enough straw in their storeroom to fashion five hats. The old man took the hats to the market where he walked and sang the virtue of his wares all day, but not a single hat was sold. As he returned home in the dusk, a snowstorm arose and he trudged along in the wind, thick swirling snow all around him. He almost missed seeing the six Jesus at the crossroads that marked the path to his hut. He uttered a prayer of thanks for their guidance and then noticed that the Jesus were standing bareheaded in the snow. He took his five new straw hats and placed them on their heads. 
On the sixth Jizo, he put his own old battered hat. And when he arrived home, his wife greeted him happily, thinking he'd returned with food for their New Year's dinner. It was New Year's Eve, after all, and she was looking forward to a full meal to start the new year. The old man was worried his wife would be upset, but when he told her that he had no food nor money, and that he'd not sold any hats, but instead had given them away to the six Jesus, she kissed him. She said she loved him all these years for just this reason, for his generosity and kind nature. They drank some tea together to warm themselves, and then they went to sleep. The next morning, the couple opened the door of their cottage to welcome the first day of the new year. And outside the door, they found several sacks and big baskets filled with food and firewood. Who could have brought these unexpected gifts? And in the new fallen snow, they saw many tiny footprints. The tracks all led them down the path to the six Jesus who stood at the crossroads, straw hats upon their heads, silently smiling. Sounds a little Santa Clausy, maybe, to us. But it is the reason that we fall in love with each other for the qualities that people exhibit and share with us, especially in seasons of grief, especially as we go down, down into the hell realms, into what we know are states of mind. And Jesus particularly shows us those states of mind that we can get into, the anger, the confusion, the way, as one story said, you're watching as someone's cutting a cake, seeing how big's the piece I'm going to get. Will it be bigger than everybody else's? And if not, then the humility we would like to see arise in us sharing our real nature. Oh, I'm so glad so-and-so got the big piece. Or just being our real selves. Hmm, I didn't get the big piece this time. Maybe next time. Our kind and generous nature. It's not sticky sweet. We're called upon in these times, these very grave times, to be peacemakers, to be our generous bodhisattva selves. You might remember that the great qualities, four great qualities of the bodhisattvas begin with generosity. The Buddha felt that that was the way in which we could share and impact and offer our gifts to the world by looking into our generous nature. 
And then secondly, by speaking kindly. And sometimes speaking kindly might be a silent speaking kindly, just like the smiles on those little Jesus. That's all it takes. And then the Buddha act, asks that we take beneficial action. We know that giving to others not only makes them happy, it makes us happy. And then finally, identity action. Such a strange, funny term. Really just means that deep knowing that we belong with each other. We're not separate. We identify. We know our place together. And a big place of our knowing is in grief, but we hardly ever talk about it, even with our friends. Somehow, whether there's shame or whether there's just reticence to look and feel vulnerable, we don't say it much. We don't really go into. I miss this person. I regret that conversation. I've lost touch with someone who means so much to me. The grief of having hurt someone and not being able to make it right. Not being able to be forgiven. All of this is something we can carry into our Jizo ceremony. We can take it on our walk with us. Remember, choose partners. Choose people who will go with you. Choose a place. And you and this other person may not have the same place, so they might say to you, let's go find my place. Find a place to do your Jesus ceremony. Don't have to take an image, a statue. No, just take something that means something to you. It's deeply in your memory heart for someone. And we're going to express the grief by bringing relics by bringing flowers, by bringing water, bring a little vase of water, flowers, maybe a piece of something sweet. We want to make offerings like this. These are simple. They're in every Buddhist ceremony. But it doesn't even have to be a Buddhist ceremony. It's just your way of marking grief. Marking the specialness of those who will go with you, who will explore these sadness realms, these realms of great despair. 
John Sutherland goes on to say, grief is a form of love. How we go on loving in the absence of the beloved. It's the transformation of love through loss. How we are initiated into a new world. I know that some of us have had big losses this year. Big losses. Maybe it doesn't feel like an initiation in the way we've often thought about that. But as I have said many times, I've begun to understand that initiations often bring new insight despite how difficult they are. Despite that it feels like I can't quite get through the eye of that needle. No, it requires that we actually feel, feel the grief and the pain. And as we do the ceremonies, you can look through the back of our books, both of them. There are ways in which you can augment, if you like, with chants. There are stories you can say out loud to each other. Very helpful to chant the Heart Sutra whenever you get the chance during the day, anytime, but particularly maybe at a ceremony. So we wanted to encourage everyone. We wanted people to have the chance to make your own initiation to create the field for that. And then we'll make some things together, bring your things to our December 2nd gathering, whether it's online or whether it's in person. And then we're all going to go out into the world. And on the 9th, we'll take a walk. Maybe it doesn't have to be that day, but you'll take a walk in place of coming to Sangha. And on the 16th, you'll do your ceremony. And on the 23rd, we'll come back together. And we'll share what the initiation has brought forward. How has Jizo transformed us? How are we Jizo? Generous, kind, bringing our gifts to others, sharing, knowing we are together in this season of great grief. Introduce to all of us, if we don't know them, the five remembrances. As a way to end the talk, but also as a way 
to put us into breakout groups. So if you would, close your eyes for a moment. And I'm going to say the five remembrances, and then I'm going to put you into groups. And I want to ask you to consider, in light of our study of Jizo, in light of these five remembrances, what's turning in you? Where is your initiation headed? Your grief? Maybe it's not a grief. But what's happening in your life? What's the purpose? Here are the five remembrances. And I'm going to ring a bell after each one. I can find the I am of the nature to grow old. There is no way to escape growing old. I am of the nature to have ill health. There is no way to escape ill health. I am of the nature to die. There's no way to escape death. All that is dear to me and everyone I love are of the nature to change. There is no way to escape from being separated from them. My actions are my only true belongings. I cannot escape the consequences of my actions. My actions are the ground upon which I stand. So I'll put that in the broadcast to everyone. But as we go into the breakout groups again, how is Jizo turning you? How is this study of grief of initiation into bodhisattva practice where we ask for help. Taking your practice. <laughs> 